This week in the parish of Bourses and Market Structure, the NSE nabs the BSE CEO, Binance are not trading stocks, and the NYSE champions markets. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 153. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the many events and happenings during the past seven days in the world of market structure. All those events can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. ICE have launched their ESG Geoanalyzer, crazy name, crazy project. It means you can now analyse property-level climate risks and demographic data. The LME, they hope to soon announce that nickel Asian trading will be returning. And indeed, the LME have also announced an extension to the implementation period for the OTC position reporting and accountability regime which they introduced in the wake of the nickel nightmare. Seven weeks more to delay as the LME CEO works on his plans to win back trust following that nickel nightmare. Meanwhile, Bursa Malaysia Derivatives, they have inked a strategic partnership MOU with the Shanghai Futures Exchange and the Shanghai International Energy Exchange. And meanwhile, there was disappointment that flooding postponed Prime Minister Modi's visit to Gift City in Gujarat to launch the Indian INX and the new gold exchange. However, things were going from bad to worse during the course of last week for the NSE on many levels. In the Colo case, the CBI have booked SEBI and NSE officials for the latest problem, which was the phone tapping incident, which seems to have been going on all the way back to 1997, according to reports given by ED, the Enforcement Directorate, at the Delhi Courts. Thus, they extended MD Krista, or at least former MD of the NSE, Chitra Ramkrishna's custody by four days in order to allow her to be rearrested and also further interrogated in relation to this messy institute. However, the happiest news of the week came from the USA, we suspect. The New York Stock Exchange, they have launched the New York Stock Exchange NICE Institute. Its job, championing capital markets and NICE listed companies. Great news, the NYSE are helping fill the void where not remotely enough parishioners are making the right noise about the benefit of markets. Until recently, that was something we only heard from NASDAQ out of NYC and which we never heard from, well, for example, Chicago, while the message is frankly sporadic out of London and beyond too. Hooray! As Michael Blogrunt, himself an NYSE veteran, noted, there is no greater catalyst for improving the human condition. That's absolutely true. Viva financial markets and long live the NYSE Institute. 
Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com, with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or, if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome, wherever you find this podcast. Results. We're heading into results season as I record this podcast today. One to report for you was just the brokerage, Charles Schwab. Their Q2 revenues rose 13% to surpass $5 billion. Pretty impressive given the earnings beat expectations and also, well, in case you haven't noticed it, the stock market hasn't exactly been wildly healthy during the course of the last quarter. Over in new markets... Senator Cynthia Villar of the Philippines has filed measures seeking to establish a small and medium enterprises stock exchange, SMEX, across the Philippine archipelago and encourage Filipinos to patronise local products. A very interesting idea, albeit, in my humble opinion, a little bit too narrow to have just one, but across the highlands and islands of the sprawling Philippine archipelago with 110 million inhabitants, we surely need more than just one exchange for SMEs. The government-backed project is also a touch worrying in the fact that it's government-backed, but at least it's a step in the right direction to trying to overall encourage and empower the Philippine economy. The African Union, they're looking at a multi-level government-based stock exchange. They're intending to establish a stock exchange across the region of Africa. And the Lagos Commodity and Futures Exchange is set to go live as we go to Pixel, or at least record this podcast. They've concluded agreements to commence real-time trading this month as part of their plans to inaugurate a Pan-African Commodities Exchange. Elsewhere, great news from Korea. The first alternative trading system in Korea is going to debut in 2024. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me patrick at derivativesvision.com. We had an absolutely marvellous IPO vid this week. Our guest was James Falk discussing financial cold war. Absolutely a must listen, ladies and gentlemen. Catch it on Facebook, LinkedIn, or you can go to YouTube where you can search it by finding IPO-vid. Coming this Tuesday, we have got Peter Wrights, the CEO of the EEX, now a transatlantic behemoth of commodities. He's going to be discussing building sustainable commodity markets worldwide. How can an exchange build sustainable markets? Catch that Tuesday, 7pm European time, 6pm London time, 1pm New York time, IPO-vid. Over in crypto land, Binance have been claiming they're setting high KYC and AML standards to boost user protection. That, of course, came in the wake of multiple critiques and complaints from various parties that they were doing anything but. And indeed, just this week, Binance were fined in the Netherlands for the lack of their regulation, copying a $3.3 million fine from the Dutch Central Bank. 
At the same time, CZ, the eponymous founder of Binance, he said, as a pure Web3 company, Binance has no plans to offer stock trading. Elsewhere, concerns over Coinbase have been rising. They're temporarily shutting down their US affiliate marketing program at the same time as it took GameStop's NFT marketplace just two days to pass Coinbase NFT in sales volume. This, of course, matters because GameStop managed to create a form of customer bandwagon through the amazing COVID meme stock episode, which doesn't seem to be the case with Coinbase. Once upon a time, a stock market darling, but of course now down over 70% in line with Bitcoin. And indeed, there are concerns. We've no idea whether or not this is correct, ladies and gentlemen, so please do your own research. But according to various experts in the crypto kitty field, Coinbase could be the next insolvency. That's a big big question and I'm not clear that Coinbase as I said before has a trajectory to bankruptcy but what I do see is a management team which simply hasn't trained on from rapid startup level to multi-billion dollar market cap even after that 70% market decline Coinbase is still worth the better part of 12 billion dollars at the same time one thing we can draw from this is the crypto kitty community they are panicking and I suspect it's still early days for crypto winter Product news this week, the Moscow Exchange, they've resumed sovereign bond trading with FX settlement. Russia also are aiming to take control of their oil pricing by creating their own benchmark domestically. While ICE benchmark administration have introduced calendar year inflation expectations on top of the ICE US dollar inflation's expectations index family. Happy birthday to China's carbon emission trading market celebrated its first anniversary during the course of the last week. While one final new product that's coming soon, the Saudi exchange Tadawul is launching the Tazi Islamic Index. Over in career paths, the big news of the week. Vikram LeMay's tenure ended at NSE. On the day that it ended, there was no chosen successor, but soon over the course of the weekend, it trickled out that we have a very, very interesting successor. All the very best to the outgoing NSE CEO, Vikram LeMay, whose term has ended. It was a challenging time, presumably leading to his decision not to seek a five-year extension, as it rapidly became obvious that all of his actions were entirely secondary to those of his predecessors, thanks to the holy hoax fiasco, those algo issues, phone tapping and more. Thus, it was exciting to read last weekend that Ashish Kumar Chauhan, he's getting the top job at NSE, and thus makes a very interesting switch. He's departing the BSE, formerly the Bombay Stock Exchange, as MD and CEO to the same position at NSE. It's a fully fledged case of prodigal son repo, in fact, as Ashish Chauhan steps back from the BSE to return to the NSE, which he helped co-found. He's the derivatives of dervish of sorts, having set up the NSE's original ETD marketplaces. That makes Chauhan a fascinating prospect to re-establish the devastated reputation of NSE after his fellow founder Kadra proved somewhat hubristic in their CEO approach to the exchange as it developed. All the very, very best to Ashish Chauhan. And indeed, interesting thought, I wonder... Could it be that Vikram LeMay might yet be the man to turn up and run the BSE for the next five years? Over at Euroclear, they've announced a new Group Chief Transformation Officer. Rudy Collin will be focused on what sounds, in a certain sense, like a thankless task at Euroclear. He's going to be focused on digital innovation and implementation. Thomas Pluta, he's been appointed the next president of Tradeweb. He's stepping into the position being 
vacated by Billy Holt. Billy Holt is, of course, being elevated to CEO and Leo Lesky is being elevated to chairman in a series of long-flagged moves. Hong Kong Exchanges, they've named their new chief strategy officer, expanding the emerging business development team. Daniel Sonder will become the chief strategy officer and head of data business markets. He joins Andrew Walton and Ken Chu at the helm of Hong Kong Exchanges, XKEX's market division's newly expanded emerging business development team. One surprise this week from around the general parish, Lee Hodgkinson, formerly of Nice Euronex, of course, he will be leaving OSTC at the end of this month as CEO, but he has apparently lined up a very new and exciting position. Watch this space, or indeed listen to this space, ladies and gentlemen. The news, of course, first will be in Exchange Invest Daily, the Bourse Business Water Cooler. Away from Prodigal Son Repo, we've got a return to the parish this week. Jonathan Short, the former Chief Legal Officer of the Intercontinental Exchange, has been appointed as Forge Global's Chief Legal Officer, alongside Jose Cobos being promoted to President at the Private Market Share Trading Organisation. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, when you think about big world, okay, it's the middle of summer and we're having a heat wave across Europe, but within living memory, aka about a month or so ago, Poland had this lovely idea, or crazy idea, depending on how you viewed it, of digging more of their copious coal supplies out of the local mines and burning it to stay warm. This was greeted with disgust, to put it mildly, utter disdain by Germany and their lackeys in Brussels, who proceeded to pillory Poland for such ungreen activity in the face of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and thus dubious gas supplies going forward. The thing that's fascinating here is things that out of Brussels have become a lot more tacit after it became clear last week that Germany is going to have to start burning its forests to stay warm due to the folly of government overseen by the incapable Angela Merkel, of whose failures, it has to be said, Exchange Invest warned everyone far in advance. Apparently too, the Germans are also going to be importing more coal. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, my name is Patrick L. Young, exchange builder extraordinary, publisher of Exchange Invest, the Bourse Business Daily Newsletter and Watergooler of Information. I wish you all, ladies and gentlemen, a great week in blockchain life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our program, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.